um, of Cream of the Crap podcast. Today I am joined by two recurring guests, uh, backed by popular demand, two of probably the funniest people that we continue to have on the podcast. Um, first of which, I call her LZ, LZ, Lauren Zachary, or Lauren. Those are all the nicknames that I give her. <laughs> And she's here today. She's in the house. Hey, thanks for having me back, Pam. You're welcome. You know, after uh, your first episode on The Hustle, multiple people told me, oh my gosh, Lauren is hilarious. You need to put her on every episode. I haven't had you back yet until now. Thank you. Welcome back. The other person back by just personal request, he is my personal comfort blanket. Oh. (laughs) And assistant. Joseph Levi Montanez Jr. Social security number is... No, I'm just kidding. No. Don't give that up. <laughs> hey, and thanks for having me back. Here. Now, if anyone listening could give a good drum roll. Like, just stop and give a drum roll if you're listening to this podcast. For our third guest, brand new to the Cream of Crap podcast. Excited to have him on. Film nerd. Knows so much about every single movie ever made. Jonathan Zachary. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. I am so glad to be here. I've been waiting for years to be on this podcast. Now, is it true that, <laughs> is it true oh. that you've seen the AFI Top 100 every Ooh. single movie three times? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Have you movies. seen AFI Top 100, though? All of them? No. Oh, okay. I, got, I think I'm over halfway. <clears throat> I think yeah. I got a good 70 in there. I think I'm at like 60 something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Joe, what are you at? Two? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't get through Duck Soup, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did either. Have you seen Duck Soup? I have not. Lauren, have you seen any of them? No. I no. mean, I, I mean, know. I'm sure you've seen I probably have Welcome seen to this week's episode where we discuss Duck Soup. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that would not make it on this podcast, I don't think. Uh, but I'm excited for the movie that did make it this week, uh, which we watched, I think, over... A month and a half ago. Or I feel like a month and a half feels like it was a long number. time ago. It's a long time ago. We watched it, we sat down to record, and my computer would not record. Um, but we back. And today's the day. We're gonna try to remember what the movie was about. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and try to show everyone the trailer. Uh, just to try to bring back some good memories. That trailer is several times more exciting than the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful. I'm getting, okay. I'm getting a little emotional. That's a good movie. Okay. We watched the trailer. Uh, now I'm just going to go through the podcast basics. I'm going to read the synopsis here, go through the main cast, uh, general basics, and then we'll hop into our discussion. Uh, first off, any guesses as to what this movie is rated on Rotten Tomatoes? I, I think we talked about it, but does anyone remember? Lauren knew. I don't know if she remembers. I knew, but I, I have a terrible memory. I'm going to guess 0%. That sounds fun. I think it was under 5. We got a 1%er, guys. Ah, uh, yeah. We got 1%. Lauren was very close. All right, synopsis. I would love to meet that 1%. <laughs> yeah. Synopsis. The most important event in the history of mankind is happening right now. 
In the blink of an eye, the biblical rapture strikes the world. Millions of people disappear without a trace. All that remains are their clothes and belongings, and in an instant, terror and chaos spread around the world. The vanishings cause unmanned vehicles to crash and burn. Planes fall from the sky. Emergency forces everywhere are devastated. Gridlock, riots, and looting overrun the cities. There is no one to help or provide answers. In a moment, the entire planet is plunged in darkness. God, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Main cast, Nicolas Cage, Chad Michael Murray, Cassie Thomas, Leah Thompson, and Jordan Sporks. Um, oh yeah, Jordan is in this movie. Uh, the director is Vic Armstrong, Armstrong, which uh, caught me off guard because I looked up his highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes, which was in the all the Indiana Jones movies. I was like, Ooh. wait, 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 what? WTH? No, that's not true. That's Steven Spielberg. Exactly. And this is the exact conversation we had about <laughs> it. So I was like, what? Oh yeah, Steven Spielberg directed those. He was the stunt coordinator. So his highest rated uh. movie, this is his only directorial um, movie. <laughs> he was a stunt coordinator for a bunch of great movies, but this is the only uh, movie he's directed. Oh my god, he finally got saved. <laughs> it's rated PG-13, and the critics' consensus of this movie is, Yea, verily, like unto a plague of locusts, <laughs> left behind, hath begat a further scourge of devastation upon Nicolas Cage's once profound filmography. So that's all the details. Um, let's jump into it. Movie highlights. Also, um, I'd like to let everyone know tonight uh, we're all imbibing in some tasty beverages. Oh gosh. Uh, some margaritas, a couple beers, an old-fashioned. Uh, we're just getting a little loose this evening. Um, all right. So Nicolas Cage plays... What's his name? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, Rayford... <laughs> Or Raymond Steele? I think Raymond, I think Ray is his name. Raymond Ray Steele. Steele. Uh, Leah Thompson plays his wife, That is Irene. a porn star name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Ray Steele? Uh, Christian fiction name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one and the same, right? Uh, Chad Michael Murray plays a edgy journalist. Yes. Um, so hot. Cassie Thomas, I believe, plays the daughter Steele. I don't know her first name. Um, and then Jordan Sparks, it lists as a main cast, but she's really just a very sub character um, who is traveling on the plane when everyone mm. disappears. With you know, her son is with her. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, everyone. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, half the people so, disappear. So Ray is a pilot who is uh, uh, cheating on his wife. And um, he skips out on a family weekend because Leah Thompson, who plays his wife, has become a Christian and is so intense about it, no no one in the family wants to be around her. So, like, their family's kind of falling apart because she's just trying to save them all the time. At least that's what the movie heavily implies. Sure. Um, And then, so Ray goes to fly on this trip to get away from his family and to go see some concert with this flight attendant that he's dating. And... uh, that's when things get real real. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If you've read the book, you know the story. Um, if you don't read the book, hopefully that's enough to get you by for now. I haven't read it, but I want to now. <laughs> um, I so, actually have uh, a lot of the comic books 
<laughs> that was how my parents got me into Left Behind, is they gave me the comic book version. Yeah. Wow. And I still think I have them all in my parents' basement. I read the books. I can't say I remember all of them, but I definitely remember the first book, um, which was... I'll talk about that later when we get to the story section. But as far as highlights, I feel like my highlights aren't, like, good things about the movie. It's things that really made me laugh. Yes. Uh, and then I have some low-light moments that uh, also made me laugh. But I, I broke them out separately. So I'll start with a highlight. <laughs> okay. Um, that I just remembered during the trailer, which for me is the highlight of the whole movie. This is If I had to pick one standout moment, this is it. And it is uh, the moment the rapture happens. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And, uh, and that the, was probably the most powerful moment in the movie for me personally. personally. So uh, she's at the mall with her little brother. This girl's at the mall with her brother. And they're like having this time. She can't find him. Uh, it turns out he's like in some kind of flash mob or like watching some break dancers dance in the mall or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you can't run away. This scared me, whatever. And she gives him a hug and they're like laughing. They're like, okay. And... Of all ways they could have depicted the rapture in a movie, <laughs> this is my favorite. Uh, she's holding him, and just like a cut shot that I would do on Vine, <laughs> <laughs> he disappears, and she like hugs herself, and his clothes are just in her arms. Shout out Vine app. <laughs> Rift Vine. Um, but... She's just, like, holding these clothes now. And that's also one of the highlights for me is that, I mean, how else would you imagine it happens? But, like, everyone's clothes are left perfectly in the position that they were sitting. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And their shoes are there. Everything's, like, exactly how they're, like, shirts are, like, up on a chair. (laughs) (laughs) You know what would have been a better way to do the rapture scene? Instead of everyone just kind of vanishing, like, what if everyone just exploded? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be cooler, right? Into oh. confetti, into glitter. I don't know into confetti, but <laughs> into... like if they just instead of just softly disappearing, what if there was just a loud explosion? I don't know. I don't. I mean, that would be really intense. All right, I we mean, can people, we can I, edit this out. I think I'm sorry, guys. In the book, I don't remember how it exactly is described in the book, but I think if from a reading perspective, I think it could have been cool to depict it as like you know because. Not everyone's paying attention to everyone at all times. You're really only focused on the people in your purview or the people that are important to you. And I think it could have been cool if they just like started suddenly disappearing, clothes and all, uh, when like some mm. somehow you just didn't notice, and then like all of a sudden like all these people are gone. But I was thinking after watching the trailer again, their clothes are left behind. But what if you like just bought an outfit that you loved so much and you couldn't yeah. take it with you to heaven? Yeah, I would. Really well, suck. I don't understand why your hair goes with you and your skin. You know, that's a good <laughs> point. But not your there clothes. There should just be like it's dead bodies left. Things. Is this true? <laughs> Wasn't people in the book? Didn't people's like gold fillings also stay behind? Or am I just making that up? I don't remember. I think I, there was something like good. that. I think there was a gold filling. Yeah, even if there wasn't something like that, some, there should have been, along with exploding disappearances. <laughs> exploding. <laughs> All right, well, that's my movie highlight. I've talked a lot. Let's, let's move around the circle here. I mean, honestly, that is the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. They lull you into, like, a false sense of security. So, like, they've built up the plot and the characters, like, a little bit up until this point, And she's with her brother, and they're having, like, nice family time. Yeah. And, and then they hug, and you're like, 
you know, feeling the warmth as much as you can in this movie. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just that moment when he disappears all of a sudden, it's always such a shock. Um, Personally, I have to admit I've seen this movie three times. Oh, my God. It's not one of my favorite movies. (laughs) I just happen to see it for various reasons. (laughs) But I do love watching everyone's reaction to that part. Uh And then the next, the other part, which I think is hilarious slash just terrible. I don't know who wrote this or what they were thinking. I think Kirk Cameron wrote it. When they kick the man off the plane... Oh, at the oh, end. That's actually the other thing I have listed that I thought Joe would list as one of his highlights as well. I loved Joe's reaction to that part. <laughs> Honestly, I was looking forward to how you guys would react. I mean, so, this this whole movie is just an endless highlight reel. I know it's got a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish. Yes. 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 It is a gut buster. <laughs> you will laugh. if. I mean... Only watch this movie. Only watch this movie if you're like in the mood to really laugh and have like a good time. Yes. Um, but man, that was that was at the climax of the movie. That was the funniest thing. <laughs> I went into a wheezing attack of laughter. For anyone listening that doesn't know Joe's truly happy laughter, it's not like a ha 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 ha. He like does this ha ha like weird shout single laugh thing. And that definitely happened. That happened several times, uh, but especially during this scene, because it's it, you don't see it coming, right? Um, you do. They Alex safely described. We just say the man gets kicked out of the plane. You want to describe it? Please so, describe. Yeah, and it, it's it's funny that we're talking we can, about this. We can is post the, the YouTube link with the yes. post for this podcast. Yeah, you know, throughout the whole movie, there's a bunch of funny shit going on, stuff going on, and they finally land the plane. Everyone's safe. Um, they use the emergency slide to try to get off of the plane, which I'm not sure why they, you know, inflated the slide in the first place. It was like a two and a half foot drop. Yeah. Like the <laughs> hand out from the plane. It's like, okay, that is not that far from the ground. Uh, but one of the, one of the main characters, it's still easier to get out of uh, I'm not going to say a main character, but one of the characters in the movie that you see regularly, uh, he's that really famous dwarf. His name is Martin Kleba. Yeah. And I had never heard that name, but. I was definitely familiar with him. Yeah. I think he's in a lot of other like action movies. He's, yeah, he's in everything. Yeah. But he's standing at the edge of the slide, and he's hesitant to go down the slide. And then out of nowhere, another passenger literally kicks him out of the plane, and he goes flying down the slide. <laughs> like head first. Head first. Ba- bounces a couple bounces times. Bounces off the slide, <laughs> then lands on the ground. Falls, falls very awkwardly on his face. It's like, I don't know, but it's, no. I, when it happened, I just lost it. It was, the whole movie was kind of leading up to this point for me. Oh, this was the culmination? Was him this was the, yeah, this was the culmination. Everything was so funny up until this point, and then when this happened, like, I just lost it. <laughs> I was crying at one point laughing. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I can't imagine casting that character and telling him basically like your whole character is extremely bitter about being small. Like that's mm-hmm. his whole character the whole movie. Yeah. And then he hesitates for one second getting off that plane and someone kicks him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... Does he... 
does he start stealing stuff at one point in the movie? He steals something. Yeah, he's like, so, you know, everyone's on a plane. When the rapture happens, you know, you don't know what time, you don't know the hour, you don't know when it's going to happen. It's going to happen like a thief in the night. But all over the world, all over the world, people are disappearing. And so some of the movie takes place on the plane that Nicolas Cage is flying and immediately starts rummaging through people's stuff to like steal their stuff. You know, this guy, when they wrote this character, it's, I don't know what they were thinking, but they really make him out to be like the worst person in the movie. It's really interesting to see who does get raptured and who doesn't get raptured Mm -hmm. and what that implies about who made the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But there was also a, like an elderly couple and one of them had like dementia or something. Mm -hmm. And was it the woman doesn't get raptured but her husband does and doesn't she have dementia and she's like sitting there confused yeah (laughs) that's really sad where is my husband (laughs) just like what point is this trying to make i think somebody or maybe i just thought she's done something somebody said it maybe Mm -hmm. it was me it was like if you forget you're a Christian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just too bad. It's one of those yeah. unfortunate situations. Or if she wasn't a Christian, like what kind of shit did this sweet old lady <laughs> do in her lifetime to not get wrapped up? She's Maybe the done next some stuff. The next movie's gonna do a deep dive into her past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch that. Like is she a murderer and we just don't know it? Yeah. She actually killed him and he used the raptor to cover it up. Yeah. <laughs> Where is my husband? Uh, there's so many good spinoffs from this yeah. movie that we could be. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my highlights was just Nicolas Cage. I mean, he's not as outrageous as maybe you would hope. Yeah. Um, it's pretty calm throughout the whole thing. He's like committed. He cares about this movie. I mean, yeah. He's committed to his performance anyway, and uh, it's not super showy, but he definitely outacts everyone else in the movie. It's it's very true. Um, having seen a lot of other Nick Cage movies, some good, some other bad ones, I I think you're exactly right. Like I don't think his acting was the worst that he's ever done. Definitely in this movie. Well, I mean, I I really think you're spot on in terms of like him committing to the role. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him where he hasn't fully committed to the role <laughs> you know like that's kind of what he's famous for is just going all out in whatever character he's trying to portray but i don't think it was necessarily even bad like i mean he played a you know convincing pilot in some ways other than we don't think anyone really taught him how to be a pilot when he was actually <laughs> there were some things that didn't make sense yeah there were like... some things that didn't make sense and then suddenly chad michael murray was helping out like didn't he go in there or in the cockpit? Yeah, in the cockpit. He was helping fly for a while. We need to watch this again. Yeah. What um, if that was what if that was a part of like his training for leading up to the role of this movie? Is it for a year he like actually went to flying school <laughs> and like studied how to become a pilot? But I specifically remember we were watching one of the first scenes like in the airport where he's talking to his daughter about why he's not gonna be home and he's not gonna be home but he's trying to get his daughter to give the mom a break. Yeah. You know. Well, he's not home because he's an adulterous son of a bitch. Right. Well, um only because freak. his wife fell in love with someone else. Yeah. And that someone else <laughs> is Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Um but I remember Jonathan saying like if this was I don't know, shot differently or directed differently like Nicolas Cage isn't doing a bad job in this. Yeah. It's like everything else surrounding the movie. 
Uh, and I think that that's, yeah. that's accurate. I would say that the third time I watched it, I was surprised. I, in my mind, I had like made it out to be, or at least his performance out to be worse than I mm-hmm. thought. And then watching it the third time, I was like, you know what? He didn't do so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good job, Nick. <laughs> Well, it's like even even Chad Michael Murray in this movie, who is probably the second biggest star, like he's kind of like typecast into you know his way of acting. Also, he's like kind of that like deep talking, like slightly bad boy. Like, I like, see you, girl. Like yeah. you're different, but like I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a bad boy, but like I'm sensitive to. So uh, early on in the airport, you know, when uh, he gives her those U2 tickets, he gives her these tickets. And when uh, the daughter very early on finds out that the dad is cheating on their mother or, you know, her mother, his wife, she writes something on the inside of the envelope. (laughs) (laughs) And then later on, after the rapture happens, he's standing, you know, in in the plane and I don't know, for whatever brief moment uh, of solace he can find during the rapture he opens up this envelope and looks mm-hmm. at the tickets and on the inside of the envelope it says like this is the most disappointing day of my life this is the saddest day of my life and like, <laughs> like oh shit the rapture already the rapture's happened and then he's also got to deal with this <laughs> that's a lot to put on Nicolas Cage I also think it's funny like going back to Chad Michael Murray and the daughter they like really hit it off and like a quick three-minute combo mm-hmm. in the airport. Uh, some woman's trying to uh, make Chad Michael Murray feel bad for his scientific style of journalism and uh, his willingness to, like, disprove religion or creation or whatever it is. Or the Bible. And uh, the daughter, I wish I could remember her name, but the pilot's daughter. Uh, I pulled up the IMBD at one point. She's in the airport and kind of steps into this conversation. Oh, her name's like, Chloe. Oh, Chloe. Ah. And Chloe tells the woman who's fighting him about his journalism style, like, she just kind of shuts it down and, like, poses all these questions why Christianity is false or wrong and, like, all these kind of things. And then that's in the moment when, like, they talk after that and Chad Mo- Michael Murray's like, hey, you said, like, smart things. And, like, <laughs> and then they end up, like, sitting and, like, you know, talking a lot about both of their lives and, like, become fast friends and I think somehow fall in love in the midst of the rapture. They do. Yeah. Even though Chad Michael Murray's on the plane and they've only ever talked for a couple of minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, real quick, can we talk about Jordan Sparks' character in this movie? I've categorized, categorized that under low moments, a particular thing oh. that she does. But okay. if you think it's a highlight, you well, for Well, if we're ready to move on to low moments, we can do that. Is there anything... Any other funny It just moments? depends how you're categorizing it. Who did she play? She was just a she passenger was... on the plane, and she had a kid with her. No, but she wasn't just a pa- She was an NFL player's wife. Oh, right. Okay. The yeah. NFL player wasn't on the plane. Yeah. Right. It was her and her kid. Because yeah. did the rapture happen on a Sunday? I categorize this as a low moment because, I don't know. I guess we were laughing. Maybe it's a highlight. I don't know. But when her son disappears... She's suddenly... Daughter. Daughter, Oh, yeah. her daughter mm-hmm. disappears. Guys, I don't know anything. It's fine. Um, her daughter disappears, and she suddenly thinks that someone kidnapped her. That's or right. Or that her NFL mm-hmm. husband sent it's someone true. to kidnap her yeah. so that it would stop her from leaving him. And suddenly, 
She pulls a gun on everyone. Well, no, she. There was an air marshal that was on the plane that was a Christian. Yeah. And vanished. Of and course. she pocketed that gun. Yeah. Okay. She was getting ready to shoot someone. Yeah. Even so, though half the plane had disappeared, it wasn't just her. Right. Daughter. She like couldn't see that. I don't remember if we were laughing at that point or not. It was just like, oh gosh, this. Is I mean, I was laughing. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at one point, she out of nowhere, she just pulls out a gun and who does she point it at? I can't remember. Oh, like five people. Like everyone's in a circle, and then uh, it's yeah, like, everyone's like trying to convince her, especially Chad Michael Murray's trying to convince her that no one did it, and like all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, we're in the midst of the rapture, but if. If you're married to a person that you think has the capability to make multiple people vanish at any given time, like, if you think that's a real possibility, like, you're definitely crazy. Yeah, it felt like a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. And that, one, that one was the biggest stretch. She I mean, pull- can someone get kicked off a plane and bounce up? Yes. She whoops out, <laughs> yeah, she whoops out a gun. You're like, whoa. She's legitimately crazy right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, rapture or not. Crazy things for maybe, kids. Yeah, maybe anything, anyone would be crazy if their kids suddenly disappeared and their pile yeah. of clothes was just sitting there. For highlights, I had the same things. Nicolas Cage, the rapture sequence, which came so late you forgot it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the breakdancing scene, which is, <laughs> which is so bad. It's so off. Yeah. It's just like a little bit off. This is true. The Everyone's off. clapping to a beat that is, and they're not in time. Yeah. Everyone's clapping on the one. Uh, and that kind of... And they're all really happy, I feel like. <laughs> I'm very happy. Yeah, just feels so unnatural. Mm-hmm. That I think that's when it feels the most like a Christian production. Mm-hmm. And maybe that throws you off so much that after that, when the rapture does happen, you've already forgotten why you're watching this movie because you're yeah. just thinking they're not clapping on the beat. It's a great yeah. distraction, yeah. Uh, I would say I was just thinking of another really, I don't know, low low moment, forced moment, uh, felt like a Christian production moment was when she makes it to the church and she's talking <laughs> to the pastor oh, who yeah. got left behind. And she's, like, trying to make sense of it all, and he, like, doesn't really have the answers, and she just ends up screaming and yelling at him and running out anyway. Like, I don't know. I was like, okay, I also, don't even what, know what's happening. I, what I, was that pastor doing to get left behind? He oh, didn't, he said he lost his faith. He yeah. didn't really believe. No. So I was really surprised by that. Is that in the book? Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bad moment, but... Very bad. I mean, it, it could have been a good moment, but mm-hmm. it's not handled well. Well, I think Chloe's character, as soon as that happened, like, she just was getting so violently angry at people that, like, I understand it's chaos and stuff like that, but it wasn't like he, it wasn't like that pastor was, tr- like, trying to rob her or, like, anything. He was also trying to make sense. So I guess I don't understand. She seems like a logical character in the very first beginning where she's like trying to debunk Christianity, like has reasonings and different things for these things. But then she runs into a pastor who like she can't make sense of what's happening. And she I think she was like yelling at him. Right. And then like, yeah, throws a Bible upset. and like runs out or something like that, you know. So, like, I don't know. Wait, did she throw a Bible? I I don't know. I felt like she did. Oh, no, wait. She does throw a Bible through the window at their house. Oh, at their house. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, I don't know why she's, like, for me, her character might, 
seem more confused, you know, terrified, all these things, but she's so violently angry. That's the part that I don't exactly At understand. That, if you're, like, yeah. so shocked and she's still looking for her brother the entire time she's True. gone home. Then why is like, she what so... What if she suddenly get, like, I don't know. Well, I think yeah. that's the part of, like, the motivation of the movie. Yeah. She's confronted with this, you know, this pastor who didn't make it into heaven because he lost his faith, but now he's trying to evangelize to her. Mm-hmm. And that just makes her so angry because, I mean, obviously he's right. Yeah. And so she's yeah. just rebelling. She maybe, maybe she is angry because they're and right. She's yeah. And all of the... <laughs> I mean, that would be frustrating. All of the non-believers <laughs> in the movie... They're holding some kind of grudge mm-hmm. against the church. Yeah. Like, they're just reacting against faith. And so she's not... She's just mad at Christians. It's more than she's... I don't know. She's mad at that more than she cares about what happened to her little brother. <clears throat> yeah. But just like the woman... Just like the mother on the plane, she wanders around the city forever calling for her brother that she saw that she yeah. disappear like right like out of her arms yeah. and it makes no sense yeah that's true yeah she's like looking everywhere for him but she of all people in the movie she was literally holding him when he disappeared <laughs> so she's looking for a naked little boy around <laughs> yeah. the city yeah she has his clothes i mean she is confused but she's it just yeah. makes me wonder what would you do yeah hmm it's that, like, would you just immediately go completely insane? I'd start reading my I Bible. I think I mean, this is. She was pushed to. Amen. She was pushed to uh, great lengths. I mean, she ended up like climbing up a tower, and it seemed like she was almost gonna. That's commit true. Suicide. That's true. Oh yeah, it she got pretty dark there at the end. But and that's when she got cell service from Chad Michael Murray, which leads to another what? movie highlight <laughs> of when she clears the landing platform. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. So, okay, so she's angry, she's terrified, all these things. She walks up to this tower, like, climbs this very tall tower, and decides she's going to jump. And she can't get cell service to have a complete conversation with her dad or Chad McMurray this whole time. And uh, so she finally gets up to this tower, gets cell service. Nick Cage is able to talk to her and be like, I'm running out of gas, like, we're losing these engines, whatever the case is. Like, we need to land but I can't see anything. All the towers are down. Nothing's working. And I don't have space. And somehow it just so works out that they're in the same location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's, <laughs> she's able to go and run to where she thinks she can find a path for him to land, gets in some kind of truck and starts pushing all these construction zone things like out of the way to clear this mile stretch, right? Yeah. But she can't quite get a mile but Nick Cage doesn't tell her, well, you failed. I don't even think it's a mile. Uh, whatever it is. And uh, anyway, and then she like lights, lights some kind of fire so that he can see where to land the plane or something like that. No, and he- no, here's the funny part about that. She's in a truck and she's flashing the brights uh-huh. on the truck. Yeah. And like, can you see that? <laughs> and I'm like, he's in a plane thousands of feet above the ground. You think he's going to see you flashing your truck lights right now? Your brights? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. She eventually causes some kind of explosion, doesn't she? She does. She does. It's like barrels or yeah. something, and she, yeah. Oh, barrels explode. She, Always. like, yeah. finds, somehow finds, you know, gas containers and, yeah. you know, lights it up. And then they're able to... 
guide the plane down exactly on that runway and uh, crash it down. Do the inflatable slide, kick out certain people. And kick then... out the short guy. <laughs> perfect, perfect ending. Uh, which leads me to one, you know, major story fly I had skipping sections here. Uh, having been a reader of the book, and then we reached the end of the movie, I immediately said, wait, this is the end of the movie? This doesn't even begin to touch on what the first book <laughs> It doesn't cover yeah. a lot of ground. It does not cover a lot of ground. Like, the trailer we watched was exactly the hype of the entire movie, except expanded for the entire movie. Yeah. Like, it, it's like a, a song in the club when you're like, when's the beat going to drop? When's the beat going to drop? When's the beat going to drop? And then it, like... They just got off a plane. And literally no, no other story happens. Yeah. It was like all anticipation for the whole mm-hmm, movie and mm-hmm. credits roll. Honestly, this is a great setup to a movie um, that the next movies are like end of the world survival movies where you have to like kill zombies and stuff. <laughs> this is a great setup to a movie like it just that. Took, it was too much of a setup, I think. Yeah. Uh, like there are a lot of characters in the book, um, you know, of what happens after the ra- like, I feel like this rapture section like is part of it, but it's like the very first you know handful of chapters because you move on to how people live after this happens. So they attached Nicolas Cage to this, but then nobody saw it. Like, <laughs> like people people outside Christian circles don't care, and then the people who would have seen it. Like, all of those pure flicks movies, like Courageous and... Oh, yeah. Fireproof. All of those, they do well for what they are because, you know, churchgoers show up. Um, But this wasn't quite that, and so no one saw it. And I don't know what the budget was and what it made, but I'm sure it lost money. Yeah. I have to assume that any time there are multiple explosions, (laughs) the budget has to be pretty high. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was going to move into Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Oh, yeah, we should definitely do that. Go for it. Unless anyone has anything else to add. Let's do it. Uh, Okay, so all these reviews are on RottenTomatoes.com. Just look up this movie. Lisa Bernard from the Toronto Star says, score one for Satan. Amy Nicholson from LA Weekly says, it believes people might buy a ticket to Left Behind and not know the twist and not know the twist, like someone sitting down to watch Godzilla and being shocked by the entrance of a giant lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Burns from New England Movies Weekly says, the only prayers Left Behind inspires are for Nicolas Cage's career. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he capitalizes on these kind of things. I mean, he's got to know, right? I honestly think he's pretty immune to, like, like negative reviews. No matter what. Like, Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage. Except this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. I guess if you pay him a certain amount, I think it seems like he'll do anything. Yeah. 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 I don't not? think he cares about reviews. Um. Uh, Joshua Starnes from ComingSoon.net says... ComingSoon.net, guys. <laughs> says, I am now relatively certain there is a hell, and it is a darkened theater with no doors showing left behind on loop for eternity. 
I don't know. It sounds like there'd be a lot of it laughs. Sounds like that's Lauren's heaven. <laughs> what a good time. Yeah. Michael H says. Great biblical messages, awesome special effects, tons of emotion, and wonderful acting make for one of the best pictures of the Whoa. <laughs> this is the this is one of the two people. Who is this guy? Michael H. It's one just, of the two is this a it's critic? Not a critic. This okay. is just a regular guy. God bless him. <laughs> Jeez. I mean I'm happy for someone who can feel that strongly about I this. I like movie. to end on a positive note with those. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, I thought those were reviews were almost as enjoyable as watching the film. Like, oh, those, yeah. Those are some good reviews. Score one, Satan. <laughs> uh, final thoughts. Did this movie deserve 1%? No, I don't think it does. Okay. I mean, we had a good time. Oh, mm-hmm. we had a great time. And there's not a lot of story there, but it's coherent enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think this is... A 1% movie. What would you give it? 15? 15. I mean, there's got to be room for some really bad stuff. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. there are some intolerable movies out there. Yeah. Lauren, what would you give this? That's tough. Because, you know, it does make me laugh. You've and seen it a lot of times. I, I mean, probably will back. see it a fourth time. Yeah. Just Jeez. to see somebody else's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lauren didn't face the TV. She just sat on the other side of the room and watched us watching watch everyone it. else <laughs> <laughs> quietly laughing to myself. I think fifteen sounds about right. Not to steal Jonathan's number, but but you are. I am, and th- that's what I'm gonna go with. Joe, what One would sixth you give of this? a perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this movie from start to finish. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, anytime you see him on the big screen, like he always just brings this presence uh, to the film that he's in. For that reason, I'm going to give this movie. Oh gosh, I'm not sure what you're going to say. <laughs> One hundredth of a percent. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Have fun doing that math, Pam. <laughs> I'm not doing that math. Give me a whole number. Oh, 100%. I'm giving it a 100%. 100%? Hallelujah. For enjoyment. You're, oh, Joe, you're going you to heaven just for this. that reading. <laughs> 100%. No, I don't know. Well, give me a real whole well, number. Well, are we giving scores based on if we enjoyed it or not? Because the Rotten Tomato system this, is a thumbs up or a thumbs down. This just... is what you think this movie deserves and whatever that means. I don't think you mean that it deserves 100%. I'm giving it a thumbs up. <laughs> give me a whole number. I'm giving it a 15%. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not to say I would re- recommend this to. Yeah, well, that's people. what I was thinking. Like, I had a good time watching it. Am I ever gonna watch it again? Like, Lauren, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if anyone listening is planning on watching this movie, let me know and I will I watch mean, it with you. I mean, <laughs> that's your Instagram handle. That you could watch this again, or you could watch any other Nicolas Cage movie exactly. yeah. and have probably a better time. Yes. Um, I think because I'm not going to watch it again, I'm going to give it a lower score. I did enjoy watching this with you guys. I would never watch it by myself and probably won't watch it again unless Lauren asks me, and then I will. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to give it more of a five. 
Okay. I'm going to give it a five. Haters are going to hate. It's valid. We know who's getting raptured here. <laughs> <laughs> also, the idea that this movie could save anyone <laughs> is, just, is just preposterous. <laughs> Jenkins and LaHaye, right? Oh, there you go. That sounds great. They wrote the book. Was there intent to save people? I Probably. Oh, I think so. Mm-hmm. And then the first Left Behind with Kirk Cameron, I think the intent was to save people. Yeah. Was that the intent of this No, movie? this was... Someone so thought that they could jumpstart the franchise in the mainstream and make a ton of money, I Ooh. think. Mm-hmm. Oof. I don't see why else this exists. Well, that brings our average rating for this movie to a 12 and a half, which I got to say is a big improvement over 1%. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, 12 and a half, I'd say that's watchable. That's like a 12.4% improvement. Yeah. I think, that if, <laughs> I think that if more people had seen it and reviewed it, it might have had a little higher I mean, of a score. It had a lot of I also of just realized my math is bad. It's yeah. a 11.5% it <laughs> improvement. Yeah. Cut that out. I wasn't yeah, going to no, say no, anything. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah, definitely not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, definitely not a good movie. <laughs> 15% might be high. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie four out of five Jesuses. (laughs) (laughs) Just the weapons on the scoring system. But that's a wrap on this one for me. I still love movies. Didn't ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) I can can still handle another movie. Watching this one with you guys was pure enjoyment. Recording this episode was pure enjoyment. Thanks for being on the show. Legitimately. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, us. Thank thanks you. for having us, man. It's a good uh, time. Go around the table. Anything you want to plug? Joe? Uh, I'd like to plug um, Dr. James Dobson. Focus on the <laughs> 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 All right, that's the only plug you get. Yeah, that's what I want to plug. <laughs> Jonathan, you want to plug anything? My name is Jonathan Zachary. I am a person. I have an Instagram. Instagram <laughs> <laughs> handle? Jonathan Zachary, I there think. There you go. Um, I don't. I don't have anything I want to plug. I mean, obviously, focus on the family. Yeah, Yeah. my main inspiration Mm -hmm. in life and everything I do and hope to become. Amen. But there you go. Yeah. Um, and I'm Pam, and I'm plugging this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to episode six. Please make sure you don't leave any of our listening sources behind. Go to Spotify. Go to YouTube. Go to Podbean. Go to Google Play now. We're on Google Play. Go to Apple iTunes. Go to all the places and listen to this and other episodes. Tell your friends. Find us on Instagram, at Extra Whip. And um, make sure that you go watch this movie because, like Joe said, it's a gut buster and we had so much fun. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you on the next episode.